podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello and welcome back to episode 74 of the Dysphenomics podcast. As per shout out to the listeners of episode 73 from last week, the economics of traveling with my G, Roberta, aka R Nank. She helps us understand how you can save your money in holidays, whether some trips you might have to do a hotel and your flight separately, sometimes to combine it, how much time you want to give yourself and planning ahead, also, how to turn everyday expenditure into potential first-class flights. In fact, shout out to her. It was her birthday on Friday. Happy birthday, Robbie. And if you check her Instagram, Arlank, you'll see she's living life in Singapore. So check her out. She has a travel blog coming soon, so you might want to follow her. No, you will follow her because you're not pagans. However, this week is back to more economics talk. First of all, I'm going to do a quick rundown of what's been going on in the world of business this week. A few stories I want to pick out. Obviously, as many of you may know already, Amazon has become the third, though the second US company to reach a trillion dollar market share. I'm going to explain what shares are later in the episode. Spoiler alert. They're the second company after Apple who did that a few weeks ago. That was on one of my podcasts. I can't remember the number. So shout out Amazon, fantastic company. I just had a few books delivered from there today. So they're the second company in in a quick succession to breach that one trillion dollar market share. Um, the world's favorite crazy man, well, not really favorite, but you know what I mean. And President Donald Trump has said the new tariffs on China are ready. So for those who listened to my previous podcast quite a few months ago with regarding trade wars. Trump is trying to impose some tariffs on China. They've had a little trade war thing going on for some time, so look out for how that develops. And finally, I'm sure many of you have seen the cars, Tesla cars. Some of them are self-drive. Their um, CEO, Elon Musk, he's always moving around. And for those who listen to my podcast with my guy, David Bell, you've heard him rant about how much he can't stand the you <laughs> and how he thinks Tesla's poor stock and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a listener to the Joe Rogan podcast and Elon Musk is on the Joe Rogan podcast. I haven't listened to the episode yet, but I've seen the clip, saw in the screenshot of him smoking, <coughs> he's smoking weed, smoking a book, marijuana, a spliff, live on, live on the internet, which, which resulted in their shares just sliding and key executives, they just dipped out. They, they just dipped. So, and he's been investigated by SEC for after he tweeted, which flipping David said on the podcast, he's going to be investigated. And anyway, make sure you check the podcast out for more information on, on, on Tusk. Tusk? Musk, sorry. Thinking of Tusk from bloody House of Cards. But yeah, that's a quick run through of some of the key things happening in the business world. But this is episode 74. And this week's podcast 
is about investment. Hiya, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. It's lit. It's lit. Investment is something that I would like to discuss on a regular basis because I think it is very, very, no, I know it's very, very necessary for us young people and average people to know, average, when I say average, I don't mean like you're like an average Joe, but you know, just a standard human being, not like some millionaire. It's very important that we know about investment and how to invest and why it's beneficial for us. I know many of us want to get involved, but we don't really know how to. So I want to discuss investment quite often. That's that's the aim. Obviously, um, guest dependent, definitely need refined currency on board. We rec- recorded episode months ago, but the studio I was in, it deleted everything twice. Don't ask me how. But yeah, make sure you get onto Bono Soul and the RC Girls to make sure they come back on my podcast so we can talk about it again. So this week, I'm going to talk, this is more like an introduction to investment. I'm going to tell you what investment is. Why do people invest? What are the current trends? And what can we actually invest in? So this is more like a basic introduction. So I'm going to give you all the answers now. In fact, me, do I even know all the answers self? But um, yeah, let's get started. Sorry. Just getting comfortable on that. All right, cool. So. How does, the, how does the dictionary actually describe investment? The dictionary simply describes it, investment as the process of investing money for profit. So what does invest mean? Well, you put money into something with the expectation of, a, of achieving a profit. So you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to put money into this, into project A, because I believe I'm going to get X amount profit on top of my investment. That's why we invest. Why do people invest? You just want to make yourself more money. There's, been, there's this one quote I heard many, many a year ago, and it's always stuck with me. And, and uh, I really should search the actual quote and find who it is so I can give him these accolades. But um, the geezer said, I've never met somebody who's a millionaire off a savings account. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, man needs to invest still. Simply put, if you want to have more money, you want to make... You want your money to stretch. That's how you do it, by investing. Obviously, investment comes with risks and all that type of stuff. So what are the current trends in investing? When I say investing, I mean, when I say current trends, I mean, when we look at the demographic of people, because, you know, this number is also about people, how do they differ in terms of investment? I'm not going to delve into race, ethnicity, but I'm going to talk mainly on two, two subgroups. Gender-wise, so men and women, and also millennials. I'll talk about men and women first. According to the Office of National Statistics, the ONS, my best friends, pension fund, no, pension wealth data from February 2018, the average pension pot size, so that's your personal pension, so your SIP, combined with your work one, so a lot of corporate companies enroll you to one automatically. I'm sure people in the NHS, they have their own pensions, all that type of stuff. The average pension pot size, if you, from the ages of 16 to 24, and the next age group, which is 25 to 34, women actually have a larger pot. However, from 35 plus, all those subgroups of ages, men have a larger pension pot. Now, women... And this is look. This is data from the from um, HMRC. 
this is looking at 2014, 2015 financial year, women are actually more subscribed to cash ISAs at every age bracket, minus to 65 plus. So from 16 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44, all those ages up to the very last one, 65 plus, women significantly are more subscribed to a cash ISA. Apart from the 65 plus category, where men are slightly more subscribed. So women, you could take this assumption that women save more. Now, if we look at those individuals who subscribe to stocks and shares ISA, which is like where you're actually investing your money now, men are significantly higher subscribed to women in every single age category. Every single one. And that kind of shows a difference in attitudes and investment. Men tend to actually invest more than women. Now, um, I, was reading, uh, this is, I was reading a report by Fidelity. Um, the financial power of women is quite interesting. I posted it on my Twitter, so just search that on my Twitter. Or just Google it, actually. That makes more sense. Or I might link it to my podcast if I remember in time. So when I was reading this report, I found a lot of useful information. And some of the information I also got from the Financial Times, I've listened to a podcast about this in terms of women investment as well. But um, Fidelity posed this. If you compare the results of men and women, so because men significantly invest in stocks and shares, ISAs more, and women significantly invest in cash ISAs, put their money to cash ISAs more, they pose this scenario. You use your full ISA allowance for four years. Which, which totals up to £65,480. Yeah? The man will invest all of that, put all that money into his stocks and shares. So that's the FTSE 100. The, the woman will put that into, the, into cash. Isaac. Listen to this. In four years, the woman would have earned £290. So her her total her total pot will go from sixty five thousand four hundred and eighty pounds to sixty five thousand four seven hundred and seventy pounds, and that's an increase of zero point four four percent. Now, the man who's slapping his P into the stocks and shares ISA, his um, pot is going from sixty five thousand four hundred eighty to eighty two thousand four hundred thirty four pounds. That's an increase of twenty five percent. So in four years. Invest in the same amount of money, the man has earned 26%, sorry, on his portfolio, on, 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 his, um, on, on, his, on his investment, compared to a woman who's earned 0.44%. That's crazy. And if we, even if you look at attitudes and what we tend to do with our disposable cash, men tend to spend more than double on investments on the stock market than women do. More than double. And quite funny, women spend more than men and stuff on charity and luxury goods. Men spend more on subscriptions, holidays, all these other type of stuff. It's quite interesting. Maybe because men tend to earn more, they have a larger pool so they can spend more money on them. Anyway, I don't know. So, then if you look at the actual investments men and women hold, in the, and this is investments they hold in their own name, the only, and there's like, when you think of all investment types from cryptocurrencies to funds to commodities to stocks to bonds to property the only 
there's only three categories where women hold more than men. First one is cash ISA. Surprise, surprise. 65% of women hold that compared to 59% of men. Second one is bonds. 30% of, of women hold that compared to 28% of men. And the fourth one is holding nothing whatsoever. 4% of women do this compared to 3% of men. And if you look at things like stocks and shares, 80% of women hold that compared to 33% of men. So almost double. So what's hold the women back from investing? Well, when I said to the Financial Times, um, one of their podcasts a few months ago, they said it's the, the way investment is packaged, it kind of seems like it's something for middle-aged white men. Also, women tend to have a fear of losing money. That is a key barrier from stopping them investing, but which is quite unfortunate, and that's why financial literacy is so important, because if you're, in, especially in this current climate, just putting your money in a, in a cash ISA, you're actually losing money because inflation is eating up your gains. Now, I'll briefly talk about the difference between millennials. According to investment app Dabble, which I implore you guys to check out, 96% of millennials do not have an investment portfolio. 96%. But the funny thing is, loads of these people, these young people want to invest. They just see like, oh, the process is just long. And it's also like, oh, that's just for rich people. But it's really for anybody. You can invest little amounts on a monthly basis, which don't worry, I'll get a podcast episode on this for you. Millennials are actually two times more likely to invest in their favorite brands. Well, sorry, male millennials are two times more likely to invest in their favorite brands, whatever they may be, than female millennials. So 69% of male millennials are would consider investing in one of their favorite brands compared to 35% of female millennials, which is, again, it's showing that same type of pattern, like almost double the amount of men are more likely to invest in women. Millennials will actually prefer to invest in brands than try to rely on smart banking in terms of ways to create money, 53% of them, which make, which, but obviously the barrier is they just think the process is long, they don't know where to go, and I think it's kind of for rich people, which is something that Dysonomics, Refined Currency, Making Sense podcasts, Rice at Home podcasts, all these platforms are trying to break down because it's very important that we invest and we take care of our future. Uh, another interesting find that I wanted to put out from, uh, from Dabble is that when you look at social economic status, so you're looking at people from upper class to all the way down to lower class, 61% of the higher social grade consider investing. And when you look at the lowest social grade, it's 18%. So three-thirds of the highest social grade are interested in investing their money compared to one-fifth. And that kind of shows how social economic status can also impact like your awareness of money and your nows on how to handle money. And the final bit of statistics, 7.8 million millennials in the UK have no savings or investments, which is really bad. We, would, we need to change the culture. To conclude this um, introductional podcast, I'm going to kind of give you a few of different types of investments. And I mean, few, sorry, a few types of things that you can invest in, what they mean, 
And then you, if you want, you could do your own research upon that. But don't worry, this synopsis has got you. I want to go in more detail, preferably when I have a guest, so we can bounce off ideas of each other, rather than me reading you a bunch of information like one, like one sermon at church. Okay, most of us have heard of stocks and shares. Stocks and shares is essentially a claim to a part of a company, a part of a company's assets and earnings. So, for example, if I earn, if I own a hundred night shares, in fact, we saw what night did with Colin Kaepernick. Um, Serena Williams Odell Beckham Jr Shaquille Griffin fantastic advert shout out Nike especially for what they're doing for Kaepernick and we saw um, Respect the Flag FC in America get angry about it and burn night trainers but it's funny because they're burning the night trainers that I saw in Sports Direct in 2001 or some whenever Sports Direct was open their books there the ones that have been on sale since iPhone 3GS <laughs> them them four four pound eighty night trainers they'll burn them like fam ain't nobody trying to burn them shoes. Listen, anyway, as long as you lot stop buying vapor faxes, then bring that price down, and I don't mind. But Nike ain't sweating over you, man. But anyway, their share price went down. You saw you probably saw headlines of that because people were quick to get onto that because obviously it's a easy it's a slam dunk headline. It ties in with oh Nike crazy for taking this stance. So their share price went down by three percent. It's around like 70 to 80, it's like around 79, 80 dollars. If you own a Nike share, let's say I own a hundred shares of Nike, which will work out to about 70, 70 thousand dollars, for example. I essentially own 70, 000, 70, um, a hundred shares in a company, or whatever put that percentage may be. And then I obviously, it's like having a pizza. I have a little, little slice of the company. So that's what stocks and shares are. Bonds. Bonds are basically a representat- representation of a debt obligation. Bonds are glorified IOUs. Okay, you give me this money, I'll pay it back to you across this time period and at this interest rate. So that's how people save and put money in bonds. Property. Pretty self-explanatory. You could let's say you got this is like not even property that you that um is your current home. You're purchasing property, you may be renting it out, or you just earn off the equity. You we've seen dozens and dozens of rich people from Russia, China, Nigeria, United Arab Emirates. Basically use houses as bank accounts. Buy a house in Notting Hill Gate for like four million pounds cash. Because they know what's the point of putting it in a bank account when interest rates globally are low? Well, I'll just put it in a house that's going to give me 8% on the year. So that's another type of investment. Commodities. Uh, you may have heard of commodities. It's, a commodity is essentially a good that is used in commerce that is interchangeable with other commodities of the same type. And examples of commodities are like crude oil, sugar, gold, oil, platinum. So how these work here is that there's these securities called futures and these contracts, they're like a contract and they just basically say, and you can invest in these contracts. I basically say, okay, cool. There's going to be a minimum quality of this and a quantity of this and that's a contract and it has this price and anything of similar will have the same price. And the last one I'll talk about is investment fund. 
The Vestments Fund is essentially a supply of capital belonging to numerous investors. So let's say all the Disneyonomics listeners, we all chipped in some money. Some of you chipped in 500. Some of you just chipped in a score, 20 pounds. Some of you put in three racks and it totaled up to, let's say, 50,000 pounds. And this is the Disneyonomics Investment Fund. So with this fund, it's used to collectively purchase securities. So, okay, cool. We're going to purchase some Nike. We're going to purchase some Amazon. Oh, we're going to get these bonds. Da, 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 da. But each individual who's invested has ownership and control of their own shares. So that is what investment funds are. So there you have it. A quick introduction to investment. What investment is. Why it's important to invest. The difference in between attitudes to investment between millennials and men and women. And a couple of, like three or four types of investments. But don't, don't worry, Disneyland's got you. I will go into way more detail. Just getting some good quality guests in. And we'll get cracking. We'll be teaching. We'll be learning together. So yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please make sure you like and subscribe. Please make sure you follow on SoundCloud. You can catch me on Twitter, underscore Nomics, N-O-M-I-C-S. Catch me on Instagram, Disunomics. And if you listen to on iTunes, you can listen to on SoundCloud as well and vice versa. Disunomics.com. Any queries, head out Disunomics.com. And yeah, that's it for this week. Thank you. God bless. Peace. Podcast Network.